Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. I'm smoking some Clementine Kush. I picked it out because that's the name of my chihuahua. If there was one called Dill Kush, I would have got that too. That's the name of our pit bull. Anyway, it's the Hard Comedy Podcast. And that's a show where I, Haley, get high and try to scare you, the listener. On Sundays, we do this whole big thing where it's like an hour long and my Jake is there. Um, on Wednesdays, we wear pink and we just talk. I just tell you some things. You just hear them with your ears. If you regularly tune in to these mini episodes, you'll know that the last few weeks I haven't added the few extra bits I do in post-production. Um, typically, I'll go and put special effects and scary music and stuff. I hadn't heard any feedback regarding that, and I wasn't sure if that was enjoyable for you guys or not. And I did take a little bit of a break from doing it because it takes a fuckload of time. That being said, I do think that that's something I would like to continue to do just because when I listen to a podcast and it is a scary story and it's engaging and then they have something extra like that, that is enough to get me looking over my shoulder sometimes. And to me, that's so valuable. That moment where you're so scared, you're scared enough to actually feel paranoid in real life. I want to give you that. Even though we like to get silly on the show and we like to get high and, and we like to make jokes, I still want you to feel scared. Um, so if you hate it, please DM me on Instagram at THC Podcast and let me know. Or send an email at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to skip doing it if you hate it, honestly. It just takes me an extra like two hours. So anyway, Guess who did send us a DM on Instagram? Miss Heidi Beetle of the Colorado Springs Indie. She was cited in our Colorado cattle mutilations episode, which is one of my favorites. And I'm so fucking thrilled that she tuned in. She's seen that we cited her article. So she listened to the episode. She said she loved it. And Miss Heidi, we love you. I'm your biggest fan. I love that. I think you're a talented writer and it's very interesting. We love it. So thank you for reaching out. Literally getting messages from people makes my whole fucking day. So if you have something to say, whether it's good, bad, neutral, or indifferent, please, 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 please DM it to me. Email it to me. If you have a scary story that you'd like to be featured, same thing, baby. We're on Instagram twice a week. I mean, way more than that. If you send us a message, I will see it within five minutes because I'm a loser with no life. So if this is your first time tuning into a mini episode, what I do is I get real stoned. And I go to 4chan and I find you some green text stories, which are, that's just the format that they use over there on 4chan. It's just basically simplified sentences. To me, it's super conversational, which is what I look for in a scary story. I want to feel like my homie is telling me, you know what I mean? 4chan is an anonymous image board. All of the users are anonymous, so it's safe to assume that it's an anonymous user, unless I say otherwise. And if I refer to Anon, that's what I'm talking about. It's just short for anonymous. And that's what they'll say instead of saying their names. And they're all from the paranormal board because that's my home. Let's get fucking started, you guys. Okay, it's time to finally dump the time I literally came three inches face to face with a demon. Be me. I'm around 17 years old at the time, living in West Virginia. And I'm walking my dog Bosco. 
Bosco is a Beagle German Shepherd mix. It's around 5 p.m. and there's nobody around. And that's kind of strange because there's usually a few people around, even at this time of night. Bosco stops abruptly, looking kind of panicked, and he starts to sniff the air. What's wrong, boy? I look where he's looking. About six meters away from us, under a glitchy street lamp, is what appears to be a black dog with very pointed ears, facing the opposite direction of us. I thought to myself, poor guy's probably lost. Bosco is still completely motionless, shivering slightly, tail raised way up. I whistle at the black dog to see if I could get the poor fella over here. His neck did a full 180 degree turn to look at us as if he were a fucking owl. It had a human face. A human fucking face. Bosco takes a step forward. His haunches and his shoulders, everything is raised. He lowers his head and he growls like a feral beast. The fur on the back of his neck was bristling. I was completely frozen in fear. The thing stands up and turns its body towards us without moving its head. I notice massive fucking lumps moving under its skin while it looks at me directly in my eyes. A seven foot thing with no muscle mass splits through the dog's back as if it was a cicada shedding its skin. I looked away for a split second and tried to scream for help, but I was so fucking scared that I couldn't even manage that. In the split second I looked away, the anorexic looking humanoid that burst through the dog's back was now literally three inches away from my face. I don't know how it got there so quickly, but it had even escaped Bosco, who was staring at it the entire time. I literally pissed myself in fear. This thing's eyes were pushed way back in its skull, and its jaw looked like it could expand itself to at least three times the size that it already was. It stared me down for a few seconds before it let out an ear-splitting human pig scream. Bosco had bitten down on its leg and apparently crushed its shin with his teeth. It fell onto its back and squirmed around like a maggot trying to get Bosco off its leg. It fucking rips off its own leg and gallops away on all fours, or all threes, into the surrounding woodland. Apparently, three different people called the police because they thought there was some kind of violent crime going on. And that, ladies and gents, is the story of how I came face to face with a demon and how my dog saved me. Bosco is a demon hunter. He's amazing. He's honestly my hero. He can have all of my money. Hit me up on Venmo. When it tells you how much to request, just type in all of it. And don't hit pay. Hit request. Because Bosco, you're a demon hunting dog. You deserve all of my money. Be me. 12 or 13 years old. My parents owned two houses, 200 miles away from each other. My house was always creepy and haunted. It had a hallway downstairs. I always kept my eyes closed when I walked down the hallway because I would see a person standing at the end if I didn't. I was staying at the house one night with only my mom, and I got up to take a piss. I turned on the light to walk down the creepy hallway to relieve my bladder. I closed my eyes. Why am I doing this? I'm not a kid anymore. So I opened my eyes. Above the bathroom door, 
There's a humanoid thing with leathery skin clinging to the ceiling by its hands and feet. Its spine is sticking out, and it's generally just visually unappealing. Fuck. I run upstairs to piss in the other bathroom. I call my sister, who is staying at the other house with Dad, and I tell her the whole thing. She tells me she saw the same thing at the other house just before I called. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. Sounds like you got demons. Um, yeah, I'd say you got demons real bad. Okay. I haven't thought about this in 10 years, but here goes. I move into the house with my sister, mom, and new stepdad and his kids. The house is old as shit but it's been worked on and extended plenty over the years. Sometime in the first few months, a few of us started hearing noises in the roof at night. My stepdad spends ages looking for a trapdoor or holes in the roof to fill and put traps in there. He gives up and calls the old landlord. He says it's in the laundry, but probably it's been painted over. But we finally find it. My stepdad has me holding some rat poison and traps while he looks around with the torch. Suddenly, he stops talking mid-sentence, and he just stands there on the ladder for a while. He steps down and tells me to have a look. He's got pretty poor eyesight. It's a pillow and blanket, and it looks like they're from the 50s. We throw them in the trash immediately because they look and smell absolutely fucking disgusting. I tell my mom, but not anybody else, and the other kids don't really need to hear about that. It would just panic them. One week later, my sister wakes up my mom in tears. She says she saw someone walk into her room as she was walking back after going to get water or something. My stepdad tells me about it the next day after being woke up and checking it out. His kids were both asleep, as was I. She has a history when it comes to seeing weird shit, when she was younger specifically, so nobody really thinks anything more of it. In my room, a few weeks later, in bed, trying to suck my own cock or whatever teenage me was doing up late, I was in my isolated, quiet room, away from the rest of the house, in an old study. It's windy as fuck that night. I finally got to sleep. I wake up hearing constant scratches on my windows, and what sounds like a possum in the roof above me. I wasn't really phased, though. It's just the wind blowing a branch at my window like I was used to from my old house. The next morning... After barely sleeping, I was concerned about my window, so I went to have a look outside. Outside, it's basically a jungle. I had been out there only briefly before, but there was nothing but a shed. I realized there was no bushes or trees anywhere near my window, not even near my room. But there were visible scratch marks, random and very high up. It's not much of a story, but... It was the spookiest year of my life living in that shitty house. I think that is a good story, because what the fuck is tall enough to scratch at your fucking second-story window? What the fuck? Be me, 22 years old, like 4.30 a.m. Stop at McDonald's to get some coffee. I pull around the drive-thru and I see some old-ass cars sitting at the window. I pull up behind him and I wait. 
Several minutes pass, so I honk my horn twice because I'm like, what the fuck? The weird old guy leans out the window and he gives me a dirty look. And then he pulls out. I don't fucking care. I pull up to order my shit and I notice the chick at the register looks distressed. What's wrong? She tells me that this creepy ass old dude was hitting on her for like a fucking hour and he wouldn't leave. He's like 60, by the way, and she's probably in her high 20s. I notice in the rear view that he is pulled over and he's waiting for me to leave. She notices him as well, and she looks worried. I order my coffee, and when she gives me my change, I offer to just sit here to keep him from being able to get to the window. She thanks me and accepts. On a side note, there were no other cars around, so I wasn't stopping business or anything. She gives me my coffee out at the pay here window, and I just sit there for like 20 minutes. The dude gets pissed after a while, and he just starts laying on his horn. Zero fucks given. Again. I don't care. He rages, and he pulls around me to the side of my car and gets out. He starts walking around my car, and I notice that he got out a pocket knife. I reach over and grab my burly-ass work knife. I work as a plumber. I use it to break loose the seal around toilets or shower plates. I literally grab it and do a real-life crocodile Dundee moment as I get out of my car and show him my large poo-encrusted knife. He immediately rethinks his options and gets back in his car and leaves. The clerk calls the police. I leave before they get there because I didn't want to fill out a written report or any of that other bullshit. It's not really a scary story, but more of a crazy fucks come out at night story. No, that's dope, and I think we should normalize helping people when old people are being shitty. Alright, you guys, here's the last story. I was hiking alone in the Smokies. I carry a fowl with me for LARPing purposes. I hiked to a campsite I had pre-planned to stay at. I show right up before the sun went down. Someone is already there. Vintage tent and gear setup. I walk up and a skinny guy with hippie hair and a beard gets out of the tent. His entire getup looks like he was straight out of the mid-80s. When we talk as I set up my tent, apparently he is some hippie soul searching in the mountains. But he's totally cool with my gun. I build a fire and we sit down and talk around the fire until about midnight. I start hearing this moaning sound. It's quiet at first, but it started to get louder. I ask the hippie if he hears it too. Yeah, but don't worry, he says. As long as I'm still out here, he can't hurt us. Okay. Um, so I didn't really know what to think, and I decide to go to sleep with the hippie still sitting by the fire. I hear the moans get louder, and I chamber around. I don't get one wink of sleep as I hear the moans come closer and then back off. The moaning stops when I start to hear birds. I open up my tent in the morning to see hippie's gear completely gone. I figure I could have fallen asleep without realizing it. The ground where the hippie stuff was, was undisturbed. There was no evidence that he had even existed at the camp. I decided to go home. Well, congrats. That was the correct decision. Always decide to go home. Always. God. 
If you have a scary story you'd like to be featured, please email us at the Horror Comedy Podcast. That was the sound of me dropping my phone. The Horror Comedy Podcast at gmail.com or DM it to us at THC Podcast. I'm so excited to be working on this and thank you so much for listening. It's really like my baby. <laughs> um, and we'll see you on Sunday for a full length episode. Bye guys. Don't forget to drink water. <laughs>